Hi, everybody. It's episode 459 of PodQuest. Hey. Hey. It's Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Hi. Hi. How you guys doing? I fucked my sleep schedule so bad, I'm so tired. <laughs> How so? I've been up till like one in the morning the last five days. Yeah, that's a bad idea. You shouldn't do that. That's that's normal to me. Well, because your sleep schedule is fucked. I mean, it's one to eight. It's not that bad. It sounds terrible. Mm. But isn't your eight really like eight fifty? Or do you actually get up at no. eight now? I mean, right on Monday through Friday, I am up and out of bed by ten after eight because I have to clock in for work. At eight. <laughs> wait, wait. Roll back yeah, for a second. You heard me right. You heard me right. I am I am out of bed by ten after eight because I have to be clocked in by eight o'clock. Do you clock in from your phone or something? No, I I clock in late. Um. Well, this is why his work fucks him all the time. He's just late every single fucking day. Yeah. No one. No wonder. Like no wonder you're never out of work on time. You're late every day. It's not. It's not like those ten minutes actually affect my productivity. Don't and they? Yes, though? I stay. I stay ten minutes late every night, or however late I walk clock in at. I stay that late every day to cover those ten minutes. But it does not affect my productivity because whether I clock in at eight or nine thirty, I'm still not doing work till eleven. I don't like it. I, you know, it's 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 how I get away with uh, only doing the bare minimum that my job thinks is required yeah but also for what it's worth you wake up i think at least two hours later than drew or i do on like yep. work days yeah so yeah your one to eight not as bad as drew's one to five thirty. yeah right yeah <laughs> uh, true oh man i'm so, so for what it's worth i am also still very tired we basically like we got back from the shore and then i've been up at five thirty for work the last two days so it's just been haven't quite caught back up on my sleep schedule either. Either. Man, you guys are babies. Man, we were both outside on a beach for, for eleven hours. hours. Yeah, like twelve, thirteen hours a day. Well, you're babies, man. Man, babies. you I can't even cut your own lawn. Fifteen <laughs> miles in two days. In the sand. I can't even walk a mile right now. Okay, guys, without being in excruciating pain. Ugh. I, I, trust me, if I could go to a concert like that or whatever, I, I would have. But a combination of money and inability to walk keeps me from doing fun shit. And, uh, yeah, I talked to work today. There's nothing they can do to help me out. That so. Sounds about right. I'm fucked. Yeah, I mean, it was worth a shot to ask them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can get into asking that can't after. hurt anything. Yeah, I can get further into that after. Or if we want to get into the mon- monotony of my work life. On this podcast, no, we're good. We definitely can. We are good. We're gonna we're gonna jump right into things. Rich, what is on the agenda? On the agenda, um, like Drew and Cobb said, they 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 did a lot of music this weekend. Um, I uh had some time to just veg out, and so I watched the Iron Chef on Netflix, the new one. Uh, Cobb, not finished. Not Amazon. Not Amazon. I don't know where you thought it was on Amazon for. Dude, I was not it's awake not. when I sent that this morning. <laughs> um. Uh, Chris, you, uh, you, you, you watched the finale of The Flash, which I am still on episode four. Um, you played more Tears of the Kingdom, and I played more Star Ocean. It's been kind of slow. Yeah, I just included that because you haven't really mentioned it in a while, so I thought maybe if you had any, like, little check-in. 
I might have it beat before we play next, before we record next. Might have it beat before we record next week. I don't know. Okay. Well, we, um, we can, I, I'll, I'll we can talk, punt I'll this to next week it. then so that I, you can talk to it in more depth. Well, I don't know if I'll have it beat by then. I no, you just, you have there, there just, you have just confirmed you will have it beat next week. No, I can't. I'm not confirming that because I don't know if I'm going to be streaming on Sunday or not. I mean, you're streaming so, Saturday. Play it on Saturday. No, Saturday is, is dedicated to Mario Kart and Smash Bros. You can't play Mario Kart and, Mario Kart and Smash Bros. for 16 hours. Yes, you can. That sounds like a terrible time. Uh, for you. For everybody. Maybe. No, people like Mario Kart. No one likes Mario Kart. I, I, a lot of people like Mario Kart. I don't believe you. Then I don't know what to tell you. A lot of people like Mario Kart. Yeah, you're, but I, you're I've, wrong. I've also challenged myself to unlocking Gold Mario, which... Is a lot of work on my end. If like I can before Saturday? No, like for Saturday. That's the goal is to unlock Gold Mario. Oh, okay. I thought you wanted to have them unlocked for Saturday. No, no, no. The goal is on store to finish what I need to do to unlock Gold Mario. So to unlock Gold Mario, you need three stars on all the vanilla tracks or on the base tracks. Uh, and the, the original deal, like the Mario Kart 8 tracks and the Mario Kart 8 DLC tracks from the Wii U. Um, for everything. 200cc mirror mode all of it it all needs to be three gold stars um i've jumped into 200cc a few times but i've never actually been able to stick with it um so it's, it's just gonna be a lot of potential frustration potential oh my god i did it i don't think i'm gonna get it done on saturday because it's all of the tracks i still have to do for 200cc and if it doesn't retroactively go back to mirror mode as well i'd also have to do mirror mode I don't think I'm going to get it done, but it's a challenge that I'm going to, I, I put upon myself also while doing community tournaments for Mario Kart, uh, when, when that starts at noon, as long as we're still live. All right. Well, enough, enough of that nonsense. Uh, Drew, <laughs> how, how was your adjacent? Uh, I mean, it was pretty good. The logistics on Saturday, especially to start, were real bad. Yeah, but you know what? Like, they, they at least righted it fairly quickly yeah i guess like they they had all the water things open within like 40 minutes or so no oh the the one in um vip was open within 40 minutes yeah the one not in the vip was like probably two hours oh that sucks that one also had a terrible line the entire weekend so i never even tried to use it It, actually the line was there was like no line on sunday oh if i walked by it there was actually quite a line that was the merch line. No, I know the merch. So that that was that was the biggest issue I noticed was the the way they handled merch. They oh, had yeah. one merch booth, thirty seven bars. Yeah, like why why didn't they split the merch up and have like two of them on two different sides of the fucking thing? Yeah, and then they the on Sunday they did like that like it was it was help it was one hundred percent helpful what they did because you could actually walk the path. But they had that like. They put up turnstiles so that you had to kind of walk through things, but then they, they broke it across the path and had it just go across the beach and then back down the beach and then back down the path. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Yeah. I did find out there was a merch booth in VIP that I didn't know about, at, like when you had asked about it. They only sold the adjacent stuff, though, and only one of – they only sold the black hoodie and the white t-shirt. So, real quick, guys, but before we get too deep into talking about the weekend, explain to the listeners what the fuck adjacent is. Oh, so it was a two-day music festival on the Atlantic City beach 
uh, predominantly like pop punk, punk, um, emo, hardcore, like the, mostly bands that, f- that at, at least at one time fell into those categories. Mm-hmm. Um, the two headliners were Paramore on Saturday and Blink-182 on Sunday. They definitely sold more Sunday tickets, judging by the crowds, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I totally get. Paramore tickets for their tour were significantly cheaper than Blink-182 tickets. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Even one-day VIP passes for Sunday would have been cheaper than Blink-182 tickets at any of the nearby spots they were playing. And they weren't playing in Philly, so like that was the closest place to see them. To be honest, I'd, I'd rather have gone seen Paramore, though. Um, cause I don't like the original lineup of Blink-182. I think, what's his name? Whoever, what's his name that left? It was, it's Mark Hoppus, right? Who no, left? Tom, no, Tom DeLong. Tom DeLong. I think Tom DeLong fucking sucks as a performer and, uh, as a person. And I would much rather see them with Skiba, like I did at Firefly a few years ago. I don't know. I like Tom. He's fine. He's goofy. I don't like him at all. I think he, I think he sucks as a performer. I think his voice is terrible. And I, do not want to hear him sing any songs. Oh, see, I like him. Yeah. I like so I like the I like him singing Blink songs better than I like Matt Skiba. I like Matt Skiba in Athline Trio. I did not like him singing with Mark. I I much prefer Skiba well, over. You have bad musical taste, so it's okay. Not really. <laughs> Me, we have similar musical tastes. No, you don't listen. Think you, Tom you don't really listen sucks. to music. I do. I do. It's just I okay. have a love hate relationship with music right now because I don't know what I want to listen to anymore. Because you don't listen to music. No, I do listen to music. But every time I put it on, I'm like, I don't want to listen to this. I don't want to listen to this. I don't want to listen to this. And then it turns into, like, the same three songs all the time. And I'm like, man, I need to find other songs to listen to. But I just don't want to listen to it. Well, listen, me and Cobb both have 30-plus hour playlists on Spotify with a shitload of stuff you've probably never listened to. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Some of it you might even like. Maybe. But it's 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 not about... Whether or not I like it when I'm in that feeling of I don't want to listen. It's not about I, I like it or not. It, it's about I just don't want to listen to it at the time. It's just not sounding good at the time. Yeah, because you have bad taste in music. <laughs> no, it's not about the taste. It's about I don't want to listen to it. It's just... It's, so you don't like music just, is what I'm hearing. No, no. It's not taste. It's not preference. It's literally... I, I mean, it may be part ADHD. I put on a song and I'm just like... Yeah, this isn't what I'm looking for. This isn't what I'm looking for. And I'll skip a million fucking songs and go to a million different genres and just not find what I'm looking for. And then just lean into my comfort songs, which aren't necessarily what I want to listen to, but are just songs that I don't mind listening to all the time. So what I'm he- yeah, so what I'm hearing is you don't like music. No, that's not it. It's not about <laughs> not liking music. It's 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 hard to explain. It's l- Look, so I'm just, fucking hard to I'm, explain. I'm just fucking with you. It's fine. I know. We I'm all we saying, all know you don't like music. It's cool. It's it's hard to explain how it is. Uh, but yeah, so other than Blink and Paramore, um, there were like 30 bands each day or something like that. 20, Sounds about 25. right. Um, there were a lot of bands. It was split across three stages. So they, they did something similar to like what Warp Tour used to do, um, where they would have two stages side by side. And one band would play on one stage while the other band set up on the other one. So there was always somebody playing on the two side stages. Um, and then they had the maiden stage, which usually had 20 to 30 minute breaks between bands. Um, and that was mostly the bigger bands. Mm. Um, and as the day went on, their sets got progressively longer because they were progressively better known bands until, um, until the end of the night when the headliners performed and they each got, um, 90 minute set time frames. 
Um, I think like, like, like a normal festival, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah, for the most part. Um, I know some sometimes like even the headliners don't get like a full full set if there are if there aren't enough other stages. Like if the, you know what I mean, like if they have too many other bands playing that like everyone has to play on the same stage. Mm-hmm. Kind of mm-hmm. like um like Sad Summer, like even yeah. getting in later into the night, nobody really got longer sets until probably like um who was it Water Parks and Neck Deep, I think, were the two headliners last year. Um, but yeah, I thought all the bands were really good for sure. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think I saw a bad set while while there. Agreed. How about you, Drew? Any, yeah. Anyone that anyone stand out that like you hadn't really seen before? Or? Uh, the LS Dunes. They were super good. Well, they were on on one of the side stages, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, they were playing during somebody else that we wanted to see. They like crossed over with starting line. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we went to the starting line. Yeah, I couldn't tell you a single the starting line song. Uh, you um, almost almost certainly know the best of me. Maybe. Like, but. Like LS Dunes is a super group. Yeah, because it, so. it's got Travis from Coheed and um somebody from Coheed, right? Uh, or you, well, it's got a. I'm sorry, and somebody from uh My Chem. Yeah, the other guitarist from My Chem, um, not Mikey Way, the other guitarist. Yeah. Uh, and then the bassist and drummer from Thursday. Okay, so like a bunch of people were doing double duty. Yeah, well, Thursday played the day before. Travis from Coheed literally played two sets in three hours. Right, because it was like the starting line, somebody else, and then Coheed, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, Japanese I think Japanese breakfast. breakfast was between them. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, Coheed put on a really. You, did you see Coheed? Yeah, yeah, they put on a very good set. They usually do. Yeah. So, Rich, just because you're a Coheed fan, um, after no, I don't like music. I know, but but you like Coheed. You you really like Claudio's comic books. I do like his comic books, even though I've never actually read them. <laughs> um, even the one that I bought at Comic-Con this year that I was going to get signed, but my ankles were killing me and decided not to, I haven't even read that one. <laughs> um, I am not surprised. <laughs> um, I do remember you buying that one, though. Do, don't you have another one that like Eric got at, at one of the conventions one year? Yeah, he got me Kill Audio, um, and he got it signed by both Claudio and Chandra, I believe. Oh, nice. Um, I didn't realize that. So during so after Coheed set, um, the band Turnstile was on, and um, during that band, um, Claudio and Travis, their guitarist, were in the crowd, like just like taking pictures with people and like being actually like super cool with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you could like Claudio came out with um his son, and like th- there was a bunch of other people with him, but like you could tell he had come out just to um to try and like watch some of like the show from like the crowd, but like. That dude is unmistakable in a crowd. <laughs> oh yeah, especially yeah. when he had, he was on stage less than half an hour before. Um, but like every it, like every time a person went up to him, um, like he stopped having whatever conversation he was having and like fully engaged with them, took pictures. At one point, like the whole group had to like go back, and he had to stay with like a, like somebody from adjacent, like that, like like a staff member. Um, and that person was like on the way out and like one last person had come up and asked if they could get a quick picture. And you, you, like, I could just see on his face, like as he's like, look at the people, he's like, I really have to follow them. So yeah, just real quick. And then I have to run. And like, he took the one last picture and then just like took off down the beach. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was very cool. Cause like, you know, they could have just ignored everybody. Like 
just said no anytime somebody came up and just watched the band and then like gone back behind the thing when they were done. Yeah. Or even gone up to like the industry tent thing that was over there and like kind of like been away from all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those guys seemed very cool. Um, trying to think what else, what else kind of happened there? Like Drew said, like Saturday, Saturday was a little bit of a shit show for, I think something happened as soon as the gates opened. Cause then they shut the gates almost immediately. Well, they never even opened the gates on the GA side on Saturday. Okay. So as we were walking up the beach, it was like right about 12 o'clock. Um, and I could hear an announcement that saying that they had to postpone things and then immediately started talking about, um, medical emergency, like etiquette, basically like what to do if, if you need medical attention. So I kind of assumed somebody had gotten in and just immediately passed out or something. Probably. But yeah, like nothing told to the GA side. Yeah. So the only reason I even heard this is because we were far enough up the boardwalk that we were kind of closing in on where the main stage was and could hear the, um, like the, the, the announcement from inside the festival. Like it wasn't made to the people waiting in line or on like the boardwalk speakers. It was just coming from inside the festival. Gotcha. So, so like something happened. <laughs> something happened and they, so Rich, the show is supposed to open, like gates open at 12 o'clock. Um, gates didn't end up opening until closer to 1230. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, point there, uh, one band Jersey Calling was actually supposed to play at 1215. So yeah. there was unfortunately nobody there for their set on Saturday. Luckily they, they had a second set on Sunday, which had people there. But um, a bunch of um, other acts, like, they were very close t- together in, like, a way that, like, they probably wouldn't have been before. Like, there was a little more overlap than initially scheduled until they kind of... I think a few bands had to cut songs from what I was seeing on, like, setlist.com and um, or setlist.fm. So I think, like, they were just like, all right, instead of 30 minutes, you're going to have, like, 25 minutes. And we're just going to do that to everybody so that we can catch back up and not go over time. <laughs> but... Mm-hmm. Once that was sorted out, like, most other stuff seemed okay. Like, there were definitely some issues with the... They had a single merch tent that just sold everyone's merch, and they had no line system for it on Saturday. It was just a few hundred people all crowded around it, completely blocking... Um, They put down, like, hard plastic things in the sands for, like, a walking path. Um, And specifically for, like, ADA and stuff like that, if you were in wheelchair crutches or just, like, could not walk through the sand for... Like Drew said, it was... He did 15 miles back and forth. I think we clocked it from the main... From, like, near the front of the main stage back to the side stages. Could take you about 10 minutes if you were actually just walking just through the sand. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably a little bit more if, like, you were taking your time, like, if you weren't rushing to it. Um. But so the 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 festival was on the beach and it was like it was all on the sand or yep. was it like yeah yeah fuck that I would never want to go to that concert ever. So again, they have they have actual hard plastic walking paths all the way to the stages. Um, I, so technically, it's all the way to the ADA stages. So like, sin, so like you have trouble walking. So like, it would make sense for you to go to the ADA booth, get the wristband. And then you can go up onto, like, the risers where there are seats, too. So, like, if you get tired of standing because, like, you know, standing for 12 hours, like, because you have bad ankles is going to fucking kill you. Like, you That's can go chill up on the seats. I don't, I, I mean, I should look into shit like that at this point. Um, I don't know what I would have to do to actually get, like... You go to the nothing. tent and you, you just, just simply to, yeah. ask for a wristband. No, 
No, like, because I'm sure I'd, like, you have to show proof no. that you... No, have... they're not allowed to. N- at those? They no, no, they're literally not allowed to ask you. Legally. If you were trying That's... to bring in something that could be used as a weapon, y- yes, you yes. might have to prove it. Um, or, like, um, but, yeah, it, if you just go up there and you're just like, I can't walk for this long, um, they will give you a wristband and then you are allowed up. They, they had two ADA stages. They had one at the main stage, one at the side stages. Um, the only downside was the one at the side stages wasn't covered, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the, the main stage was, right, True. Um, the majority of it was, yeah. Right, like, the edges weren't, right? But, like, if yeah. you were in the middle, it was... Yeah, there was, like... Probably 20 seats that weren't covered, but then, like, 80 that were. Yeah. So, like, it w- there were seats. You could stand. They had um, porta-potties right next to them for, like, bathroom stuff. Um, they also had a v- VIP area that had, like, a- its own elevated section, which had some seating and stuff in it and wasn't just sand. Um, the only time that you really had to be in the sand is if you wanted to stand directly in front of a stage. And, mm-hmm. be- like... It wasn't just on the beach beach, like, it went all the way into the ocean. So there were people, like, literally, like, standing in the water listening to bands. Um, and a lot of people just had beach towels, and they were, like, sitting far enough away that they weren't, like, in, like, causing issues for the crowd. But they were just, like, laying on the beach, like, listening to the bands play. Okay. Yeah, like, we did it for a couple, like, there was a gap where there wasn't anyone specifically playing that like we really wanted to see, but there were a few bands on the side stages where it's like, I would like to listen to them. And then there was going to be two bands um, on the same stage back to back. So like one band in between them on the other stage that I wanted to see. So I'm like, all right, well let's just like find a good spot. We'll put beach towels down. We'll just hang out here, listen to who plays, see if they're any good. And then when the bands that we want to see comes on, we'll, we'll get up and we'll move closer to the crowd. And like, that was perfect. Cause standing for 13 hours would have fucking sucked (laughs) um we ended up doing the same thing on sunday because i woke up with the worst fucking headache on sunday and just could not get rid of it all day um all that that drinking you got hung over (laughs) drank that much so i have a tendency i get headaches um if i don't get enough sleep or if i get too much sleep so like if i go to if if i go to bed at two in the morning and then wake up at seven I'm probably waking up with at least a, a minor headache. Mm-hmm. That on top of being out in the sun all day just, you know, just killed my head for some reason. I ended up, mm-hmm. it was bad enough, I bought a $12 tiny-ass bottle of Tylenol at one of the casinos, because that was the only place I could get it. You should have just messaged me or had Erica message Sarah. So this was early enough in the morning that, like, the concert wasn't even open yet. Oh, okay, okay. Like, we, on Sunday, we... So we our our Airbnb was actually it was a really nice place. Um, the person that like owns it apparently does not believe in curtains, and all the windows just have those like um plastic shade thingies on them, like the like the big dangly ones. Um, those don't stop light at all. Um, and you know what time the sun comes out this time of year? Like five thirty in the fucking morning. Mm-hmm. So by like seven o'clock, we were just fully awake because. It was just bright as hell in the bedroom. Um, so I think, like, we got up, like, got ready and just, like, got an Uber to the boardwalk and, like, found breakfast. But after that, I'm just like, I need to find something. Like, I'm not going to make it through today if with my head hurting this bad. But um, it worked out because, like, even with that, like, I, throughout the day, like, I would I would be fine for a little while. And then I would just, like, feel kind of, like, off. 
Um, so being able to just like throw beach towels down and just kind of like sit against the, um, the VIP pavilion thing in, in the sand at the main stage, it was like, I had something behind me. So I wasn't like, like slouched or like, like hurt back. And it was, it was cool. Little, it was a little shaded. It's a good time. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely had fun. If they do another one and it has like a good lineup, I will absolutely get tickets again. Same, but I probably won't pay the full price and wait for them to cut the price again. <laughs> yeah, like and so the weird thing is it's like it it went fairly well this time. Um will the tickets immediately sell for that high price or did they learn their lesson and realize people are not going to buy the tickets at that price? Yeah, I have to imagine they won't sell them for what they sold them for this year if they do yeah. it again. Yeah, exactly. I will say, like, while it was expensive, like, the VIP tickets were totally worth it. Just not having to wait in lines for anything was was enough. And, like, for Erica being able to go up on the um the pavilion thing to actually see bands where, on the sand, she couldn't really see anything. Also, surprisingly nice bathrooms. Yeah, uh, the porta-potties were pretty bad. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I believe that. For, so they had, like, four of these, like truck bathrooms that mm-hmm. like they had like 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 the stalls weren't just stalls they were rooms like it was like floor to ceiling doors and some of them um actually had the sinks in the stall with you like it was it was, it was weird mm-hmm. uh but yeah i i enjoyed adjacent um a lot of good did, bands did you have any band that you had never seen before that you particularly liked or that i never seen before i really like seeing midtown because i don't think i had ever gotten to see them before I think they may have broken up before I would I got a chance to. Um Motion City also put on a really good show. I don't know if you were down there for that. Yeah. Did um, I was like one person. I think there were maybe two people deep from the stage. Oh, like, so you were like, like right up front. Yeah. I was all the way off to like the right. Like between the left. two stages? No. The okay, the side. other way. Yeah. Stage yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, like we were we were like back middle ish, but um, even Erica, who like like you've been to enough concerts with us, like she does not like being in the crowd just because of like the way people like shove and like to stand in front of the shortest person when they're seven feet fucking tall. Um, like she was she was in the crowd and like didn't have any issues. Like a few people that were tall like stepped in front of her and then like noticed she was standing there and actually moved to the side to make sure she could still see. And like at one point, somebody behind us like. I did not have a clear, like, a clear, like, could have, like, had her phone up, but there was a guy behind her that was probably, like, six three six four. um, saw her trying to take, like, a picture from where she was and, like, offered to just, like, do it for her and, like, took, like, a bunch of really good pictures for her. So, like, they just, that band seems to have just a very chill, cool fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the people rowing on the ground? Like, there were, there were videos of it going around. Oh, uh, no, I have not seen the videos. Yeah. So rich during Motion City soundtrack, um, the singer Justin's like between songs goes. I just want to point out there's like a circle of people here just sitting on the ground rowing in unison. Um, and like I saw videos online afterwards, and there was there was probably like a dozen people just sitting in the sand pretending like they were in rowboats. Hmm. Yeah, it was very weird. Um, but yeah, otherwise like a, a lot of the bands I'd seen at one time or another. Um, Andrew McMahon was actually really good. Yeah, like I. Other than, like, his, like, two big songs, I had never really listened to him. But, like, that dude put on a really good show. Yeah. 
Well, and I mean, a lot of also a lot of his bigger songs were from like his other bands that he had been yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, that that is true. Um, and then Paramore and Blink did great jobs. Like both of their sets were phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you end up going to either of the after concerts, or Fuck were you just no. toasted by the end? <laughs> yeah, no. There was uh, plus there was Sarah definitely wasn't gonna want to stay up for either of them. Yeah, like I like Erica was totally willing to go. The senses fail. But between just being exhausted, being kind of hungry, and seeing the group of people standing outside that casino, I'm just like, no, let's just go find something to eat. <laughs> like, we're on the boardwalk. There's got to be stuff open at, at midnight, right? You know, turns out there is, but everyone else had the same idea. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah. It's midnight in AC. You're either going to be gambling or eating. Yeah. I'm surprised how many of the casinos, like, their food stuff closes, like, kind of early. That might have it might be because of COVID. Like, obviously, there's not COVID regulations really much anymore. There still are, but not as heavy. But it's probably because uh, they adapted a new sale model or, or business model due to COVID. And they just they haven't changed it because uh, uh, um, supply chain issues are still shitty. So it's cheaper for them to close than to keep it open throughout the night. You know what? That... That actually makes sense. Because, like, I was... I expect most of the restaurants to close because those things never stay open that late. But, like, I was surprised at how many of, like, the quick food places seem to be closed very early. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, that actually does make sense. Yeah, um, like, with the... with the with, For instance, like, say the cost of uh, grilled chicken. Like, with the cost of grilled chicken, having, having like, a pre-cooked grilled chicken sit around for, for a half hour for no one to buy it is going to lo- lose way too much money than it would be to just... You know what? Let's just close it and not have any of this uh, uh, sell. Yeah. Plus, I mean, I mean, like, not even just the food cost, but like, you're paying a person to stand there. If you're only doing one sale an hour, you're probably not making back that person's salary for the night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's that's the least of their concerns. It's more the food cost, I think, than it is the 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 the. the uh, uh, what's it called? The the payroll percentage. It's really? More the food cost. Yeah, it's definitely. If it's anything like how I mean, my McDonald's McDonald's is run by a shorty, a shorty, shitty, uh, fucking owner. Um, but like we were only allowed under twenty percent labor cost. Um, and so like yes, we needed to cut hours, but they would rather have somebody stay overnight to do the maintenance work and cleaning overnight. And have us make up make up that maintenance, which ninety nine percent of the time we did make up that labor cost over the course of the food, over the course of the sales throughout the next day, than we did by not having him. Oh, like the the because it's the idea is like I, who know I don't really know. Let's say fifteen dollars an hour, fifteen dollars an hour for two people to be working from the hours of midnight to six in the morning. That's only thirty bucks an hour. And they're doing everything and easy to get done as well as cleaning. That 30 bucks an hour is going to be made up over the course of the next, from six in the morning till midnight. It's going to be made up. No problem over the course of the next 18. Okay. That, that's fair. I, I never worked in food service, so I didn't realize that was how they, uh, mm-hmm. they thought yeah, about they, that. Food service cares more about wasted food than they do about, well, I, I mean, they still do care about labor hours, but wasted food is more, it, it's more, cost-effective to watch out for wasted food than it is to watch out for labor hours. Okay, then. Well, speaking of food, Rich, how was, uh, how'd you enjoy the Iron Chef on Netflix? 
Let me tell you, this new season of Iron Chef is really fucking. Um, it's like Iron Chef, the 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 search for the Iron Legend or something like that. And basically, what they did is they, it's a whole new cast of Iron Chefs. Uh, the only one that I know prior to this season was, or there's two that I know prior to this season. That's Marcus Samuelson and Curtis Stone are the only two that I know of prior to watching this season. And then they had a couple of other Wait, was chefs that I've Curtis I've never Stone heard. was a, an Iron Chef? I thought he only competed on it. No, he's now an Iron Chef. Oh, I think, so you meant the only two chefs you the knew. The only two chefs in general that I knew on this show prior to this show oh. are Marcus Samuelson and Curtis Stone. I'm sorry, I thought you meant, um, the like, the way that you had sort of, like, um... Like that sentence flowed. I thought you meant that they, because Marcus Samuelson, I believe, was also an Iron Chef on Food Network. I think he won one of the next Iron Chefs, maybe. He might have won one of the, like, the next or whatever, um, or might have been in some battles. I'm not 100% sure. It's been a long time since I watched ICA, and it's been a long time since ICA actually made episodes. That is true. Um, because it's been at least five, five to six years since ICA had shows. At least five or six years. Um, so what they did with this new series, like they have, they have all of the chefs. Um, Morimoto is not an Iron Chef this time. He's been an Iron Chef since Japan, since 95. Well, he retired during, um, Iron Chef America, didn't he? Yeah, I'm sure. I think they had a special thing for his last, uh, battle. Um, but he's, he's, he's been in Iron Chef since, since in Japan. Um, he's, so he's not a chef, but they have Marcus Samuelson, Curtis Stone, and, um, uh, three others that I can't remember their names, um, as the Iron Chefs. They have the same chairman. Um, the, they have the two of the three judges in each episode are all the same. Like, it's it's a woman. I can't remember who she was because I don't know. I, she's not. I can't remember who she is because she, as far as I know, she wasn't famous before this. And then it was Andrew Zimmerman who was like Man vs. Food and stuff like, or no, not, not Man. Yeah, not, Man no, vs. Food, not right? Man vs. Food. No. Was it, was it, was, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the wrong show. Bizarre Foods. He was Bizarre Foods. Bizarre Foods. Bizarre Foods, yeah. You said Man vs. Um, food and I just had like, no, yeah, he, cause he, he went around the, he went around the world eating weird shit. That's Man vs. Food. Yeah, no. <laughs> it, no, it was, I, I can't remember what Man vs. Food, what his, um, uh, he, he was, Adam uh, that's, yeah, he did Adam all the, Richman, the eating yeah. challenges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was Andrew Zimmerman who was who was Bizarre Foods and a, and a bunch of things like that. Like I recognize him. Um, and then they always had like a guest judge. So it was always the same two judges and a guest judge. Morimoto was the, a judge for the last episode, and there's a special reason why, and I'll get into that in a second. And then they had uh, Alton Brown as host, same as ICA, and a new host. Um, her name is uh, Kristen Kish. Who's like a well-known, apparently a well-known like chef. Um, yeah, so she and this is she does two other shows. Um, she does the show on Travel Channel called Fast Foodies, mm-hmm. um, with two other other chefs where they have a celebrity come in and tell them what their favorite fast food is, and then the three chefs first have to recreate that thing like as is. So like, I'm sure at some point like the Whopper was one of them. So they all had to make a Whopper taste as much like a Whopper as possible. And okay. then the second round is they have to, like, make their twist on that thing. Okay. It's a cool show. And then she did, uh, yeah. like, a travel food show mm-hmm. on um, Disney+. Plus. Um, She's awesome. 
and I feel like the dynamic between Kristen and Alton Brown has made this show worlds better than the show has ever been. Like, I was just blown away by their commentary and how they work together and how they, like, hosted. And honestly, the knowledge that the two of them have about food. I was just like, this is fantastic. This is great. Um, uh, and so the, the, they, they changed it up where normally it's just chef for Iron Chef. Where now, like, each season, they're trying to find, quote, the Iron Legend. And so if a chef can beat the Iron Chef of their match, they'll, they'll let you, like, you'll get the score. And whichever chef who beat their Iron Chef had a higher score throughout the season, gets to come back on the last episode of the season, and they have to face off uh, making a five-course meal against each of the Iron Chefs making a, a single dish. So it's a five-course meal versus a five-course meal, but it's a three-verse-five type of thing, because it's the chef and their two sous-chefs versus the five Iron Chefs. And I was just like, this is actually a really interesting idea. It puts a little bit more weight to it than just, oh, you have to win. It's now like, oh, if you win, you get to come back and, like, try to do something even crazier. Um, and so, it's just, it, like, the, the, the one thing I don't like about the new season is it's the same chairman, but they turned him even more into a character. Instead he, of him just being. He was quite a character the, by the end of Iron Chef. He is, I mean, I have, I didn't watch like a lot of the end stuff, but I just remember him always being like there and present and just like kind of like regal, I guess. And like always just looking about and watching and just, he would like, he would talk at the beginning of the episode, but like now he's just like, he is, it's kind of like not made fun of, but like it's over the top amount of character. And when he's presenting like the special ingredient and stuff, he's doing a lot of hand flares and things. And I'm just like, you're, 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 he's an awesome chairman. He's a great actor because he knows he's not related to the original chairman of the original series. No, he's fucking Jimmy Lee from the Double Dragon movie. I, yes, I guess. I, I've never seen that movie. I don't think. Oh, it's a, it's a real bad fucking movie. It's, um, it's that guy is Jimmy Lee, and the guy from Party of Five is Billy Lee, and what's her face? Alyssa Milano is just random character. And it's like a post-apocalyptic, like, future where, like, you pay for oxygen. It's such a bad mm-hmm. fucking movie. Um, but, like, yeah, he's just an actor. That's it. He doesn't really know about food. As far as I know, he doesn't really know about food or anything. He's just an actor. And so, like, they're letting him test out his acting chops, I guess. But it's just, like, they, they made him too much of a character. But besides that, like, the entire series, like, all of the special ingredients, all of the, like, they, like they, they themed it now. So it's, like, uh, it was, like, instead of it just being, like, battle pork, it was battle tailgate. And you had to make, like, tailgate-based foods. Oh, I forgot about that. Different meats. Um, they did the, the final match, the, the one versus five match, was they gave the challenger the choice. And it was land and sea. And so they had to choose land food or seafood and the, so the challenger chose seafood um instead of doing land so like they they did like clams and and scallops lobster things like that crab friggin i did not realize how big fucking king crab were dude. yeah those things are huge am, am i misremembering Jesus. or wasn't one of the episodes literally like iron chef versus iron chef there was there was an episode it was probably like supposed to be a special it was um Two Iron Chefs versus two Iron Chefs. And it was, uh, Stone and the French Chef versus the Mexican Chef and the Chinese Chef. Okay. That's um, what I thought, but I. Yeah. I, we watched it, like, 
shortly after it released, which I think it re- released last year. It was last year, at some point last year. Like last summer, maybe? summer, yeah. It was, uh, I agree, though. Like, it, it was a really good twist on that show. Mm-hmm. It was a really good twist, and, like, they just, and like I said, it, one thing that really helps a show is, like, the commentary between Alton and Kristen was just so good. And, like, they're, like, I mean, Alton, he's, he's not, he's not, he's like a, he's a food, he's more of a food journalist, but he's become more of a personality. Like, their portrayed excitement for all of this and everything that's going on really brings the show together even more. Like, they help put together why this show is so good. Because if they're just sitting there like, oh yeah, then they're doing this, then they're doing that, and blah, blah, blah. It's boring and you don't want to watch it. But the way that they're excited to see some of these chefs cook and, and what these chefs are putting together, I'm just like, man, this is this, this makes the show so much better. Yeah, I, I remember having a good time with it. And like all the Iron Chefs that they got for for this one were, were good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I really like um, the French chef. I can't remember her name, but she's like super. She is like a very hyper oh, personality. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember. And who she's you're talking super about. fun. Yeah, um, and, and then the best part was the the finale. Morimoto judged, and everyone was just in awe being next to Morimoto. It's like I do not deserve to be at this table with Chef Morimoto. I don't deserve it. And I'm honored to be even eating the same food as him. I'm like, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree because I've been to his restaurant once in Philly, and it was fucking amazing. And, and I that wanna, wasn't I even him cooking. <laughs> no, it wasn't even him, but it was his recipes. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a great show. It was it was something that like I don't know why I decided to watch it. Uh, I you know what it was? I had major acid reflux attack on Saturday night. That like really knocked me out. So I sat there and watched TV while hacking up a lung, uh, not realizing it was acid reflux. That sounds like a bad time. It was. It was. It messed up my weekend. It really did. Yeah. Because like I I'd gotten home at like seven and I was just coughing and coughing. I'm like, it's allergies, it's allergies. And I've pushed myself to record one episode of Long Dark, and like I I held in coughs so much throughout that. This way, it was less editing I'd have to do to get them out. And I get done, and I'm just like, I can't do another. I can't hold this in any longer. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me try eating a banana to see if that helps. Three hours after I'd gotten home and, and was 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 just not happy, I finally ate a banana, and it helped. That that sucks. But hey, at least you got to yeah. watch Iron Chef. Yeah, it was it was it was a good show. It, it's I I I've always loved Iron Chef. I always loved those like cooking competitions. Uh, I've been watching Chef Show a lot lately because I'm trying to manifest them making a new season of that. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if they're ever going to. Uh, but Iron Chef, like, I really hope they pull out like more seasons of. Yeah, I was just looking at the Wikipedia page to see if they like had anything mentioned on here, but there, there isn't. Um, I will say Netflix actually does have just a bunch of pretty good, um shows like like cooking shows they do they do uh, i but they also have some pretty bad cooking shows as well and oh so yeah. it's like it's 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 hard to figure out what to watch and what not to watch like i remember back when like the cooking show explosion hit shortly after like netflix was really starting streaming um and like they had like uh, high chefs or something like that and it was like always cooking with cannabis it was probably called cooking with cannabis they have a bunch of they, but it was they like, did have a couple of those so does hulu it was yeah it was but it was cooking competition with weed yeah and by the end of it like none of them none of them like made it to where it was like cbd it was all thc shit 
and everyone by the end of the episode was just high as fuck. And I tried watching one episode. I'm like, this, no, I just, not, I'm not against any of what they're cooking, but this is not entertaining to watch these judges that are just high off their ass try to judge this shit. And the, like, doesn't seem like they really know what they're talking. Yeah, I will say now they have like, um, like in the last year or so, they just ha- came out with a bunch of different cooking shows. So there's, mm-hmm. um, there's some that are more like home chefs things. So there's, the, it was like Easy Bake Challenge, I think was one of them, where it's like yeah. home chefs and they, they don't really get things to cook with. Like they don't have stoves or regular ovens. They basically have a convection oven that they're only allowed to use for a limited amount of time. And they cannot use it until like, like a timer goes off basically. And that it's not a timer they can see. It's just a buzzer goes off and that's when they can use the oven and they have like a specific amount of time that it'll be turned on for. Um, and they're generally given some sort of like task to make things. Um, I'm trying to think what some of the other like decent one would. There was like a junk food one that was actually kind of cool where like they, they got their ingredients out of, um, like a vending machine. Like, like that's how they had to pick what they had to make for that episode. I mean, it was usually they had to recreate, like, a junk food item and then make their own twist on a junk food item. Um, and, like, a lot of the stuff they came up with was actually super inventive. Some of it failed fucking miserably. Yeah. Um, and then the, the la- I think the last one I remember us watching, uh, actually, there were two. There was one where it was, like, the real world meets um, Chopped. So it was, let's say, 12 chefs all got, like, put into, like, a house together. They weren't allowed to leave, um, and every episode they were given, like, new cooking challenges, but they never saw any of the judges or the people giving them the challenges, and in certain cases, um, they had to pick one of the people that was, like, one of the chefs to be a judge for that episode, and that person had to blind judge all the food. So there were cases where they would um, unintentionally, like, vote off, like, one of their fr- one of their friends. Because that person made a worse meal that that week. Yeah, which that that one was surprisingly pretty good. And then there's another. The last one was um, it's like Willy Wonka but cooking. So they um, they're in like this weird like everything is edible set, and they have to make like whimsical things. So I yeah. think I've seen that one. Yeah, I forget what it was called. It was kind of cool though. Somebody did. I somebody basically made a watermelon look like a ham, <laughs> and it was pretty fucking cool. But yeah, I I did enjoy that 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 Iron Chef one, though, too. They did it. They did a very good job with that. They did, and I hope they come back with more of it. Yeah, you know what? Netflix is pretty good about that. It, it's only been a year, so I feel like they, they usually give things two seasons before they cancel them unceremoniously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this might be big enough that people... That, that, that they'll be... Like, obviously, Netflix doesn't release their watch numbers or anything like that, but I think this... Like, Iron Chef, in general, is a big enough name... That I think it'd be it'd be silly to not bring it back. Yeah, I agree. But we'll have to wait and see. It's unfortunately one of those Netflix things where they might not make another season for three years just because they just didn't feel like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or like they already made another season, but they're not going to release it for another year because mm-hmm. that fucking place. Um, anything else you want to say about Iron Chef, though, Rich? Uh, no. It's it's a great show. I agree. I I do wish they still did the like did it regularly. Yeah. So I uh I did finish The Flash on CW. Um you said you're still on like episode four or five, Rich? Yeah, I haven't watched it since I watched it. So everybody dies. Just everybody. They they That's actually what I they blow up Earth Prime. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have to watch that it works. now. Everyone's dead. Good. They, they were Good. dead all along, actually. 
It's a dream. Yep. Is so did the entire series take place during the coma dream after Barry was hit by lightning and he wasn't actually hit by lightning, he was just in a fucking coma hit by lightning? No, it wasn't even that. It, it was just Patrick Duffy in a shower. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Um, so it didn't like it didn't uh just end in a black screen as somebody walked into the diner? Okay. No, but Bob Newhart did wake up. It was really weird because I thought I I kind of thought Bob Newhart died. I'm trying to think what else we could reference. Everything else is just waking up. The only thing that's coming to mind right now is married with children. After um Katie Siegel, she ha- uh, had she had a miscarriage. Oh right. So the Ho- season the season that she was pregnant, um, they retconned. They they retconned by her waking up. Um, and the entire season was a dream because she didn't actually have the baby, and it would have been too hard for her to act that way. Yeah. Holy shit, Bob Newhart, still kicking, 93 years old. Fucking good yeah. on you, Bob Newhart. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, this season was ish. Like, uh, a couple of the episodes weren't bad. Um, you and I had kind of talked a little bit before, like, they did too many time loop-esque episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, this season had a lot of, like, time travel that wasn't normal time travel, and then also normal time travel. It's like, yeah, cool, yeah. like, we get it. They all can run really, really fast, and it messes with time. Give us something a little bit different for the final season, everybody. Um, but, you know, as far as, like, wrapping up a show like that can go, they they actually did a pretty good job with, like, the final bit of the final episode. Like, they kind of gave, like, as good of a send-off as they could for all the characters. Um, there were a few that, like, were missing because they'd, like, either left the show or died or whatnot. But, like, overall, like, like they stuck, like, the ending ending pretty well um and like left it it open in that weird way where if they ever wanted to use that particular version of the flash for like a cameo or something like that it wouldn't be like a weird like well how's this working like they can't do it with green arrow like oliver's dead right (laughs) yeah um but they at least they left this one kind of like with supergirl like they're still out there and like it can still be a thing um, trying to think. The final, so the final four episodes were like, um, like a four parter. That was that was like the finale. Um, the first three of them were just not very good. It had some like decent like emotional beats, um, because of time travel. But overall, like it 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 felt like a mid season versus the finale of a <clears throat> series that was in season nine. Um, the last episode at least kind of like raised the stakes. But at the same time, they never really felt like stakes. And the final, like, villain confrontation was kind of a huge letdown. Was it, was it, was it, uh, freaking Reverse Flash again? You know what? I'm not gonna tell you, because actually this one might surprise you. So it's fucking Reverse Flash again. I'm, it is, it is a whole lot of things, and I legitimately, until you watch it, I do not think you'll guess what exactly is happening. Savitar is back. I, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to tell you exactly. But, like, you're not actually going to guess what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all a dream. You already told me. <laughs> uh, the, I, w- I will give it credit. The uh, The Green Arrow episode was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how they managed to, like, bring that in. Because um, that episode, it wasn't just Stephen Amell. They also had um, David Ramsey and I forget the kid's name who plays Reverse Fl- or um, Kid Flash. But they had Wally also. Um, yeah. Because, like, the, the, like synopsis thing for the episode um they're celebrating barry's birthday so that's why diggle and wally were there uh because a 
apparently because he keeps running through time and doing weird shit with his powers, he's actually de-aged himself somehow, and he gets to be 30 again. I, th- <laughs> I could have swore they did that already. Well, so he had a 30th birthday, but the- they're having a- another 30th birthday for him. No, I could have swore they did that, like, that he had double birthdays for a previous birthday. I Maybe they did. Swore I just they said that. Uh, but yeah, that that was kind of the setup. So that explained why they had characters there. They were never able to get Cisco back, though. That that I actor mean, was just he, he was like, "I'm good, guys. Peace." He he just left the series. Like that was I three wouldn't. seasons ago. That was it. Was two seasons ago. It was it was at the end of Crisis. That was three years ago. No, it was no. It was the season after Crisis. No, he left the season of Crisis, didn't he? No, the season of Crisis, he left, um, he left, Cisco left to go around the world and figure out what changed from Crisis. Right, and then he, and then he the just wasn't season, on it very much. He officially, he right. was, he was mostly a recurring character, but he was still a season, a series regular in the next season for a couple of, epi- for most of the season up until like maybe just past the midpoint. And that's when him and his girlfriend were like, yeah, we're leaving. We right. can't do this anymore. Yeah, now he's like director of Argus or some shit. Something like that. But yeah, he's got something to do with Argus. I forgot about that. I forgot that it... Because I, I remember him leaving on that weird trip. So I was just kind of putting them both together as he just yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was... It was. I think it was... It wasn't last season. It no, was it definitely wasn't last season. Because last season it was all about Frost. Yeah, and all the... um. Wait, was wasn't last season also the last season had four different storylines. It was yeah, yeah. Wasn't last season the one three three storylines? It was it was Frost or it was um the 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 dark um dark firestorm Deathstorm which Deathstorm which turned into Frost dying and then it was dealing with Frost's death and then it was the oh no 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 hold on rewind last season was. The it started with the Armageddon Speed Force or whatever, Wars, or Armageddon or Speed, whatever it is, yeah. And then it was Dark Storm, and then it was dealing with her death, um, but also trying to find uh, what's her name, uh, Iris. And then it was dealing with the uh, reverse, um, reverse forces. Yeah, yeah. He and reverse I, flash. I just double checked. He officially left at the end of season seven, so eight and nine yeah. he was gone for. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. These last few seasons, just like we've talked about before, they they weren't very good. They they're, di- they're too they were too disjointed. They had too many storylines going into them. Like, There's it's a- fine if you're going to have like an A and a B and a C storyline throughout a full series, but to have a series have four A storylines, that's that disconnects the season. And yeah. it makes they, it like they also had zero characters on the team without powers. Like mm-hmm. everybody had an ability, except except for Chester and Iris. Chester has an ability. He it, does. So, he, he makes black holes. No, no, he just he, doesn't use it. He doesn't anymore. That was retcon during Crisis. Well, no, they 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 did something to where he was able to be stabilized, and he just doesn't use his powers. So no, no, no like they actually talk about it in the final episode. He does not have okay. those powers anymore. Like they retconned exactly what happened to him during Crisis. The black hole thing did happen, but it did not resolve the same way that it did on the show. Oh my god, I hate that so much. Yeah. No, that was stupid. But Iris occasionally does have powers. So, like, while the show may not have always had her with powers, like, every character on that team has had powers at one time or another. Mm -hmm. Even fucking Joe's wife. Well, I mean, she got powers 
a while ago, and then they just got better because she kept leveling up. Dude, that was always she that was, was a thing that she really... was flying. Yeah, like minor spoiler, she... she flew in one of these episodes. Wasn't she supposed to be evil? Didn't they hint at that at the end of last season? So they did, but it it ended up like they it never went anywhere. It wasn't so much that she was evil; it was that she was um her. I know empath- she was haunted by like her past memories or whatever. Well, so her um her empathy powers became like rogue. So like like rogue the X Men, where she was actually stealing other people's powers and a little bit of their personalities. That's why she she went from just being an empath to being able to read minds and do telekinesis and fly and a whole bunch of other shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. It got out of hand with everybody being special. Like it was no longer the Flash. It was the Flash friends. It was the Justice League. But it like not at the same time because or, or like it was the Super Friends. Like they, they yeah. should have just turned the Flash into the Super Friends. Yeah, uh, basically. Um, because that drives me nuts. Remember when they hinted at the twins? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of Crisis with the monkey. Yeah, and we never got that. No, let's be. That's also they. They started canceling everything the year a year later. So yeah, they they went from having a Justice League like headquarters to the entire Justice League was dead. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, the 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 Green Hour episode was solid. Um. Not the best like storyline like villain wise, but like. They did a good job of, of bringing that character back and letting him kind of have, like, actual moments with, like, some of the characters that, like, he had relationships with um, that you didn't get during Crisis because Crisis was, like, the big crossover and he died in, like, the first episode. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he was not Oliver through the rest of it. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, like, it's sad that all these shows are over, but, like, The Flash in particular had really dropped in quality um, and, like, the storylines were just not interesting anymore. Mm-hmm. So like, kind kind of glad it's over, just so like they don't run it into the ground anymore. Because those first few seasons yeah. of the Flash were really good. It um, was like I, we talked about this before. It's what got me into the DCW verse. Yeah, I am, and I am still rather salty that. And like, I apologize, Rich. This is a spoiler that you also will already know is true. They just never fucking mention Harry again. Yeah, like. There's, like, that one line right before Crisis when all the Earths are dying where they're like, oh, no, Harry and Jesse. And then that's it. Like, after they find out that, like, the multiverse exists again, no mention of, like, hey, we should go see if our friend is alive. He's not. They don't know that. He's They they do. Harry is not alive. At least the Harry that they know, unless they were to find a Harrison, find the Harrison Wells on their Earth. And give him the memories of Harry. Well, they they did have, find Harrison have, Wells have on the Martian, Earth. Have Martian? Well, but that wasn't their Harry. That wasn't Earth Prime Harrison Wells. That was that was the Harrison Wells that was from that was the, I can't remember what it is HR. So, no. So the final Wells that they find in the show is the actual Harrison Wells from their Earth pulled out of time. He was from. Prior to the accident that Reverse Flash caused that killed him and then took over his body. When was that? Last season or the season before? Because Thawne is in Wells' body last season. Yes. But that Thawne is also, like, weirdly out of time because both Thawnes still show up. Like, yeah. you, you have you have Wells' Thawne showing up and you also have the other actor showing up. I think both I of them show up, I... showed up last season. 
I don't remember Tom Cavanaugh being Wells. Yeah. Last season. It was weird because like it, it was, I'm sorry. No, it was two seasons ago. It was Cisco's last season because Cisco was okay. still there and had a moment with him where he's just like, I know you're not my Wells, but like, like whatever. Cause Cisco never got like, he never got a goodbye with Harry really. And he never, um, he never had any sort of closure with the Harrison Wells that ended no. up being reverse flash. That was, that was Wells from, uh, Crisis who caused Crisis because they needed that Wells to use his powers so that they could return the Flash. No, that was Nash. Re- they could restart the, fa- yeah, that was, that was on Nash. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, they found another Wells after that from out of time that was in Cisco's last season. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> okay, t- this is why I hate time travel. Cause like it, it basically so- ends with him going back to live his life or something like that with like his wife at the time. This is why I hate time travel so much. Yeah. Cause it gets so fucking muddy. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Um, especially with a show like this where like it's hard to just keep track of how they did everything. Well, because they had th- five different fucking timelines in the series. They had the original, then they had, uh, I mean, technically they had Flashpoint universe and then post Flashpoint. And then they had, so it's four timelines, because they, then they had post-crisis. That's right. You know the thing that really fucking confuses me about it? So, and th- this is in this season, but it's not really spoiling, like, story beats. They show future stuff, like they've done the last few seasons, from, um, like, 2049 or whatever. Basically, like, when Nora is an adult and Bart is an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, this season, they actually, so, like, you know before, like, they never really showed any of the, the current characters... So, like, you never really saw them being older. They were just really showing Nora and Bart. Yeah, you only really would see occasionally, um, uh, uh, Jay or, um, Iris. Yeah. And even Jay is fucking weird. He was old in 2020, 2014. Why the fuck is he still, like, the same age in 2049? Flash don't age. He keeps going back in time. But yeah. his wife is, too. And she doesn't have powers. He's, he's, he's bringing her back in time, too. But so, in this flash forward, we're going to call it, um, we see Chester, um, the girl who's Allegra, um, and Cecile. At the minimum, we see those three. They do not look 25 years older. They look exactly like they do in 2023. Like, mm-hmm. exactly. And I'm just like, you're, no. Like, you didn't even fucking try. You didn't even give them just a little bit of gray hair to be like, oh yeah, look, they're older. They are the same fuck, like, they didn't even put extra makeup on them. It's like, what the fuck are you people doing? Try. Put in a little effort. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's over now. Um, some of the episodes were better than others, but overall, like, eh, it's, it's good that it's done. Um, yeah. It's like, I'll, I'll probably be sad to watch the end, but at the same time, like, this season, like, the, what I've seen of this season, I just didn't like. Yeah. And the- so, like, that's what kind of stopped me. I was like, all right, this is bad. This is just not good. Yeah. Honestly, the, um, the Red Death stuff was like a super letdown because I feel like, yes, that was a bummer the way that they did it in general. Um, but I feel like it could have been more interesting if they would have like actually drawn that out and made that the big villain arc of the season rather than doing what they've been doing and just having like four different storylines that don't really go together at all and just being very mm-hmm. convoluted and disjointed. Yeah. Because um, like this season, like, like, because you, you saw most of the Red Death stuff already, right? I, I, maybe, I don't know. So I like, rem- the the last thing I remember was them at the military facility, or did, did they get betrayed by anybody yet? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Iceman. Yeah. Okay. Like, turned on them. Okay. And then I think, like, there, I watched the episode after that where, like, he turned back. He traded on this trade or some shit like that because they captured Barry. I don't 100% remember. Yeah, but, like, so that whole setup was there was a another speedster, but also, like, that speedster had just recruited a bunch of other rogues that, like, had, like, appeared in other seasons but were, like, you know, being given things that made them a little more powerful. And, like, I thought that could have actually been more interesting than what they did. Not that it, like, it wasn't the best, but, like, better than what they did. Mm-hmm. But instead, that's over in, like, episode five, and then we have, you know, eight more episodes after that. Yeah. And, like, seven of them were fucking time loop episodes. Of course they were. <laughs> the only, I think the only episode that wasn't a time loop was the fucking Green Arrow episode. Jesus Christ, really? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, why? <laughs> or if not a time loop, at least, like, time travel-y bullshit stuff. Time, time travel adjacent. Yeah. Um... But Rich, do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about um, Star Ocean now? Yeah, yeah, I can talk about Star Ocean. You don't want to talk about Zelda? I'll do that afterwards. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm still in Star Ocean. I think I'm like 25 ish plus hours in. What's the actual name of the game the again? Moment, Star Ocean: The Divine Force. Um. It 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 kind of has it has mixed reviews uh, on Steam. I don't. I think it's got like average reviews on uh, everywhere else. Um. I'm very much enjoying it, but. There, there are a little bit of, like, hiccups with the game. Like, technical issues, like, it doesn't really run all that great. It runs well enough to be able to play. Um, but, like, there are some, like, graphical errors and, and artifacting that's weird. Like, the, the, the characters just all kind of phase in and out. It's very weird. Um, and it's hard to really explain. But, like, as you're moving the camera around, you can, they kind of become see-through. Um, as you're just spinning the camera. It's very weird. Uh, and, like, sometimes the game runs weird. Uh, in order for to run it on PC, you have to recompile the shaders, like, every so often. Like, so, like, say, in, like, maybe once a week, I recompile shaders just to make sure everything's running fine again. Which is very weird to me that that's the fix for that. Okay. Uh, but besides that, the game itself, like, the gameplay is fun. It's very similar to Tales of Arise with their battle system, um, except... The, uh, all, like, the battle, it doesn't load into a battlefield when you get into a fight, it's just all open on the world. So if you get into a fight, you're in the fight in the world, you're not, like, loaded into another screen, which honestly saves a lot of time. Um, experience gain is fucking phenomenal compared to Tales of Arise, let me tell you, the fact that I'm, like, maybe just over halfway through the game, and I'm, like, level 60, whereas I was barely level 40 at the end of Tales of Arise... Beautiful. Well, did you consider just getting good? I, I mean, yeah, I considered buying the level ups in, in for Tales of Arise. Oh, that's right. Sure. You could buy level ups. I forgot about that. Um, and money. You can buy money as well because they did so bad at that that instead of just patching it in, they're like, let's monetize this because they didn't actually do bad at it. That was their goal was to make people pay for this shit. Um, money is fantastic in this game. I, I'll get through fights and I'll just see like you get. A thousand experience, a thousand money for like each enemy that you fight, and you fought like thirty enemies in that fight. And just like, all right, great, thirty thousand fucking fall, awesome. I'm happy. I'm not spending it on anything because there's nothing to spend it on. Um, but the game itself, it's super fun. I really like it. Uh, it it does have it 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 does the story different, and I can't remember if I really talked much about this when I first played it, but 
you choose a character to start with. And you can either start with Raymond or you can start with Leticia. Leticia. Um, and based on who you start with will actually fill out cutscenes throughout the game based on who's there. So there's a whole sequence where you're getting told that like, oh, the king, uh, after the attack that you guys were in with the king and you were able to get him home, um, his health took a little bit of turn for the worse. And now his brother is trying to take over the kingdom. So you get told this. And so Letitia, who's the daughter of the king, goes to deal with the kingdom while Raymond and the rest of the team deal with whatever they were doing on the island that they were on. So it's like a whole, a whole dungeon sequence that I'd missed out on because I'm playing as Letitia and not as Raymond. But if I were playing as Raymond, I would have missed out on a whole like story sequence. In, on on that end, which is just like to me, that's a really cool concept. That like, is actually kind of cool. My only issue with it is it's a forty plus hour game. So if you want to get both sides of the story, you need to go back and play the game again, and it doesn't change really that much. You just get to like. So for instance, the game opens if you're playing as as Leticia. The game opens with you on uh on a on a and like in the forest, and you see Raymond's pod crash land, and you go and check it out. Like, that's kind of how it opens. There's a little bit of dialogue, but there's nothing else. But if you play as Raymond, you get the whole, like, attack on his ship, and you get to know what's going on with him. So, like, it just started for me, because I was playing as her. The game just kind of starts. And there's no, like, little bit of this or that. It's just, boom, here you go. You're ten minutes into the game. Go do your thing. And, like, Oh, what are we doing though? What is the thing? And it's like, it, it, it is, it does very good in the JRPG story of, well, you're, the story is a bunch of little stories until the big thing happens and then you find out this is the story. And so it's like, all right, side quest, side quest, or like all these main quests that are basically just side quests leading up to you collecting all of the characters, playable characters. And then finding out, like, oh, by the way, this is this is what the story is, and now it's time to go to space. And it's like, oh <laughs> shit, okay, I'm forty, I'm thirty five hours in, I'm forty hours in, and now I'm like, I finally like it took twenty hours for me to know like what the story was, and I was, it was super cool that they did it that way. But it's also like, I don't still don't know what's going on, and I'm ten hours in. Uh, 15 hours in and we're just like oh we're just trying to find people that's really it there's no real explanation and then all of this shit happens and now it's like all right now i know what the goal is let's do let's go let's finish this Uh, it's just it's really cool very interesting how they did it and you think Um, you're going to be wrapped up in the next like week or so yeah i think i think i think i should have it done it depends on whether or not i stream on sunday um but I'm going to play it tomorrow. I'll play it on Monday and Tuesday next week. I should have it beat by... I might have it beat by 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 Wednesday. I don't know. I don't really know how far I am. Like, how, how or how much further I have left. Like, let's see. Steam is showing me 26 hours time played. But how long to place is 40 hours. So, like, even if I only do 3 hours a session, I should be an hour away from beating it. So like I'll, one of the sessions will probably end up being, or no, if I do three hours a session, I'll still be like six hours behind. 
But, like, if I can play it on Sunday, if I end up streaming on Sunday, depending on how Saturday goes, I, I might, I might have it beat Sunday night. Who knows, who knows how accurate and how close I am with the timing. Um, because, like, I'm well overpowered for a lot of the enemies I fight. And it's also, one thing that really doesn't make sense to me is, I have a guest character that has been in my party since they joined my party. A guest character? So, like, yes. you don't have any control over them or anything? Correct. That has been in my party basically since they joined my party. And I don't understand why they're still with me. And I That's don't really understand why, why they didn't just turn them into a playable character. So I am kind of convinced my game is glitched. Is there maybe a side quest he, you never finished or something? No, no. I mean, probably not. Because... So he ends up being like a, an insurrectionist and try being part of trading on the, the 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 kingdom and trying to stop your father from being king. He and then turns back on his uncle uh, or his father, your uncle, and says, "Yeah, I can't do this, and I, I I was wrong." And they even say like at one point somebody's like, "Well, he helped us. Can't we cut him some slack?" And it's like. No one's going to want to follow him, even though he's like a guard captain. No one's going to want to follow him because he was an insurrectionist. So for now, he's in jail. And then, like, literally the, like, the next battle sequence scene that we're in, he's in it. He comments, like, he has a, a comment on a cutscene. And I'm like, why is he here? He should be in jail. I don't know what's going on here. And he's just, he's always there now. I'm like, why that didn't you just really make weird. him? Why didn't you make him a playable character? Like, guest characters are fine if they're like escorting you or whatever. But at this point, he has been with my team longer than some of the other characters have been with my team. So That's... why is he not just a playable character? Yeah, I wonder if you did just miss something. I don't know. I it's possible, but I don't think so. There's no side quests that like are connected to him that I have unlocked. I could check me, but like, I'm still able to continue pushing through the main quest. Like, like I said, I'm about to go into fucking space. I, I like, I'm about to leave the planet that you started on. Like, it's definitely, I don't know. I, and every time he's with me, I'm like, oh, he's gonna die. He's gonna die. He's gonna die. That's why they made him a guest character, cause he's gonna die. I mean, he hasn't died. So, I don't know what it is. It's just so weird. Like, <laughs> like, like that's like, that's like, and yes, I'm going to use this example. That's like making Aerith, a playable character in Final Fantasy VII, a character that dies. So where, in a game that, like, doesn't actually level up all your characters all at the same time, if she was one of your main characters, you are now fucked for a main character. And you have to level up somebody else. So, like, is this one of those games where, like, if your, like, main character faints in battle, like, it's over? No, luckily, if your main character faints in battle, you can switch to a different main character and, so, ha- and command them. Have you had an instance yet where everyone but the guest character died? The guest, if you, if everyone, I've, I, no, no, I haven't. Um, so I don't know if the guest character being there will, uh, will, will, well, no, yeah, I've had guest characters. I've had guest characters. There was one sequence where I, I did have guest characters and, and I died. And that was, I, there was only two main characters, Letitia and Albert, and the rest of them were all guests. And I died twice in that sequence, so I had to restart it twice. Once okay. or twice. But, like, the guest characters so, didn't die, like, the, no, the battle they, ended, though, when your 
playable characters did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because that'd be funny if, like, all your player characters could die and, like, you were still just, like, floating around, like, watching, like, the guests do their thing. You know, that would be... That would suck in that sequence because that sequence is a continual battle. And so if you... You need to use a healing item in order to come back from unconscious in a in a battle, but if you can clear the battle, then they'll come back with one one HP left. And so, if that's how that sequence ran, where the, the guest character kept going, that would probably break the game to an unbreakable loop of the guest, guest character standing around your dead body, not actually healing you, hmm. and just fighting all the enemies that came towards you. So, like, I, it's a good thing they didn't do that, unless they would have been able to program that in better. Huh. Like, sometimes you talk about this game, and it's like, oh, that actually sounds like it's kind of cool. Another time you say stuff, you're like, did they not know what they were doing? <laughs> yeah. And, like, <laughs> it's, that's, that's probably why it got the mediocre mid-tier reviews. Like, you go, that's go, fair, if, yeah. If, go into this game not expecting something amazing, and you'll enjoy it. Like, the story is very good. The story is very interesting. Like, how they tell the story and the split, split, like, the split storylines, even though they're, they all, like, connect and are all together, but getting split, uh, different um, cutscenes and whatnot are all really cool. It's a very cool feature. But it, again, like it's like something like fucking crafting in this game sucks. I mean, is there a, like I know that this is a this is an opinion. Is there really ever good crafting in games? Yes, there is good crafting when you have control over what you're crafting. That's good crafting in game. When it's just completely fucking random, what you're going to get. Based on the item you're crafting with, that's bad crafting in games. I don't know. That sounds that sounds like most games. No, no, like li- no. no I, what I'm, I mean I'm is, kidding. I know, but like it's fucking. I have three quests now that require me to craft items. They're all side quests that I'm never going to do. I sat there for an hour trying to craft five items for a side quest. Five. They're supposed to be tethered robes. That's it. Just fucked up. I fucked up crafting tethered robes that you're supposed to be able to make from like scraps or whatever an hour maybe close to 200 of these tethered robes i have three of them <laughs> oh that sounds it's, like fun it's terrible it but it, it's so a side bad. quest at least it's a side quest so you don't have to do it but it's like all right the completionist in me wants me to do it but it's also to like get the best armors to get the best weapons you need to craft but, it, like, crafting is not something you can do in bulk. Crafting is not something you can do quickly. It's, like, you go into the crafting menu. You pick your crafting style. So it could be, like, making, like, alchemy, basically. Alchemy, uh, cloth craft, um, um, blacksmithing, engineering. And there's three others I still haven't unlocked yet. Uh, you do, you, you pick which one of those that you want. Then you pick which one of your characters is going to do the crafting. And then you pick which item you're going to craft with. And in some instances, for instance, the, 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 uh, engineering or the, the, uh, the alchemy, you pick two items. And so you could pick like a blueberry and a something. And you could make a something. If you pick, if I, if you pick two blueberries, what do you think that makes you? A blueberry pie. No. So in the game, it's blueberries are the basic healing items instead of potions. And there's blueberry potions, which are like the stronger healing items. And then there's things like that. If you pick two blueberries, what do you think you're going to get? Um, A minor health potion. I got blueberries 
from wait. crafting together two blueberries. So you, you put I got two... A, wait, 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 wait. I put two blueberries together, and I got a blueberry. So, so you lost a blueberry <laughs> in this. I lost a blueberry multiple <sighs> times. But then there were other times, there were other times, I put two blueberries together, and I got a blueberry potion, which is the, the stronger healing. It's from, I think it's 20% to 50%, or something like that. It's random. And it's bad, because why am I getting a blueberry from putting together two blueberries? Well, maybe because you squished one while trying to shove them together. I guess so. There can be only one blueberry. But then it's like, then like the weapon craft and the blacksmithing, you just, you take an item and you roll with it. And you can't have it always use that item. It's every time you hit the item to craft and then brings you into the crafting screen and you have to hit A for it to show you what you crafted. And then it brings you back to the main screen where then you have to hit A to um, select an item, select the item, and then say yes. And it you always have to move down to the item you're trying to craft with. So, like, if it's the last item you're trying to craft with, you have to hit A to verify that you're using that character again. Press up so that you go to the bottom of the list since you're starting at the top of the list. Press A again. Are you sure you want to use this item? Yes. All right, we'll craft. And then they always have a call-out every time they craft. Ooh, fascinating. Every time. Ooh, fascinating. This game just sounds better and better the more you talk about it. There are aspects of this game that are really good. And then there's crafting. <laughs> and it is, it is, it makes, and I'm like, I'm not doing end game content because I don't want to sit there having to craft. You can get up to level 250. Totally you can get to two le- 250. Like, there's, there's a lot of hard final bosses, but I'm not interested in doing the crafting. And, and that's the only way to get like the better armors and the, the the best armors and the high 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 level gear and things like that. And it's just like it, 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 crafting is not fun in this game. Like I don't mind if I had to have certain sets of items and then click to craft it and it crafts it or whatever. Or if I have to tear it up, like crafting in uh, Tales of Arise, great because it's just oh you have item, you have other items, put them together to make item. I mean, not, yeah, I mean that that oh, sounds like regular crafting. That's crafting, and it works. Not, oh, you have item, and you want to see what item does to it. Oh, well, you, you you just made trash. Oh, well, now you made, like, the greatest item in the world. But you can never probably make that again, because it was super rare. All right, well, I, I want to make the trash. I don't want the rare item. So, you know what, let's go again, because I'll probably make trash. No, you just made super rare item again. But I want the trash. Give me the trash. We just made super rare item a third fucking time. Fuck this game sometimes, <laughs> man. Like, that is that is the biggest downfall of the game is the crafting. Everything else, I'm enjoying a lot about it. It's just the crafting. And are apparently, you? like... Cause Drew, I, I am. I am. True. Are, are you getting a sense that he's enjoying anything about this game? I mean, enjoying might be stretching it, but also it feels like the crafting has really messed with him. The crafting it's, and the guest character. Yeah. No, the guest character I find funny and just confusing. I I find that hilarious. Like I'm like, why is he a guest character still? Why is he with me? But like, I, it's the crafting, and every I think everyone agrees. Anywhere you can look, everyone agrees. Like the crafting is very bad. It's very bad, and it's just it's not worth it in some occasions because it's like you could spend. I was reading uh, to craft one of the items for the quest. It's like, oh yeah. Uh, this could take you upwards of like two or three hours to get. Yeah, that's too I'm like, long. No. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not doing that. And it's like, oh, and you might need to save scum to do it as well. Because you can't easily get the items you need to make the thing. 
So you're going to need to get a full stack of the items that you need, save, craft 20 times, find out that you didn't get it, and then reload your save to try it again. Otherwise, you're going to have to go back out to get the items again. So have you just given up on crafting unless you absolutely have oh, to? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done with crafting. I'm done with crafting. I've, I am, I'm at a point of the game where like I have unlocked all of the abilities and all of the buffs and passive abilities for the characters to where I'm now basically th- so they have like a skill tree or a, 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 a sphere grid basically in a, in a sense it's not it's not as much the sphere grid but it's like a it's a grid system that like you you learn a thing and then everything around it it's like it's a hexagonal system everything touching the hexagon that you learned can then be learned and it's you get skill points and you put them towards it um i am at the point where i've learned every skill every ability increase and now it's just powering up the skills that I have and that I use. So making them stronger. And so I can just at this point boost my passives that heal me and have always have the healing character on who heals a lot. And it's like, all right, well, I'm good now. I don't have to worry about dying because I get healed very fast. Well congratulations. Thanks. Um anything else you want to say about Star Ocean? No. It's uh it's 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 a very fun game. Um, but I just, yep. all that, all that great the, crafting, all those all that, guest all characters. Crafting. Yeah. I, um, hopefully, hopefully the end pans out well. Um, and then I can figure out what I'm going to play next because I want it to be Tears of the Kingdom, but I also just had a, a viewer buy me, um, New World. So I might jump into that, which New World's an MMO. So I don't mm. really know if I want to jump into that. Yeah, Drew, didn't you try that? It's terrible, Walnut. Don't play it. I, I can't not play it. I had somebody buy it for me. Return it. Tell them to take their money back. No. It's not a good game. Isn't that, isn't that the Amazon yes. MMO? I'm shocked it's Amazon still MMO. alive. Yeah, actually, I thought they shut it down. No, just everyone I, I know that started playing it has quit. And actually quit oh, within a month. Like, actually, I had one friend, one old coworker, she was playing it for a while. Everyone else I know that was playing it quit the month it came. I was like, yeah, oh. was shocker. It was fucking boring as fuck. Yeah, that is a that is a bummer. I mean, it's an MMO. I mean, with like, I can tell you, you already know what this game is without playing it. I mean, it's I, I mean, it's not a lot. I'm not saying this is a lot, but they. I mean, currently, right now, the last 24 hour peak on Steam charts is 19,000 playing it. Um, which I mean, yeah, that's nothing compared to like Final Fantasy or or WoW, but. It, it was it, he. They bought it for me. It was twenty bucks, and I was like, "All right, I'll give it a shot, and I'll play it, and I'll see how it is." And yeah, I mean, that's we'll all see, you can do. Like, like I, I mean, I'll, I'll play it, and if I don't like it, I'll like it. If I like it, I like it. It was on my Steam wish list, and he bought it for me, and I was like, "All right, I'll give this a shot." I'll oh, so you did. So you did it to yourself by having it on your wish list. No, I didn't do. <laughs> I didn't ask him to buy it for me. He bought it for a bunch of people. Is what it was. He didn't just buy it for me. He bought it for a handful of people. So, oh, so he's just a masochist. He's the one person who was still playing it and is trying to sucker people into playing it. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe he doesn't play it, and he's just like, I'm going to get all these assholes to fucking play this really shitty game. It's going to be great. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm I'm going to probably give that a shot, but also, like, um, not, uh, oh, what's the word? Not, not, like, not strict all the time. Like, it might be in conjunction with, Monster Hunter Rise and Remnant, where it's like, all right, once a week, I'll probably jump onto this on my spare time or whatever on stream, but offline, it'll be like, whenever I've got time, I'll maybe jump in. Like, it'll probably be my new Apex slash Monster Hunter slash Remnant type of game. Which, that um, makes sense. Because I really want to play Tears of the Kingdom. I really want to play it. 
Well, I can tell you a little bit about it. Sure. Tell me a little bit more about it. Um, it's a game. How many more dicks have you made? I haven't made any. I'm very bad at crafting. You're you're not playing a game right then, because you're not making dicks. Honestly, I don't know how to. I, I don't know what... Th- I have not found anything useful for building things. I find some wood, some, like, flat pieces of wood. I don't have any you of the cool found- shit you see in videos. You haven't found any cylinders or anything? No. I mean, I was watching somebody play, and they found, like, a fucking... Basically, it's like a, a, a you know, like a gumball machine. Yeah. So, where I, like you, you spin the thing and like it drops a bunch of little balls that has all the uh, yeah crafting I, materials on it. I do have some of those. Those are the Zonai artifact things, where like they are the things that let you do like automation stuff. So they're they're fans and rockets and the gliders. Um, they also uh, you can get portable co- like one time use cooking pots out of those. So if you're um if you're in a position where like you need to like make something to survive like the hot or the cold, you can um drop one of those, throw the ingredients into it and make something. Um it just sucks you can only make one something, so you have to make sure that you know the recipe is going to give you the buff you need and that it's going to give you a significant enough one to do whatever it is you need to get done. Mm-hmm. Um I there is I I I did it once to see if it actually worked. There is an item duplication glitch that is hilarious. Um, all you have, uh, uh, it, it got patched out. Um, but all you had to do was have the glider out. As soon as the glider's out, pause the game and hold items. And when you unpause the game, you drop all the held items on the ground, but they never leave your inventory. Mm-hmm. So then you can just pick them all back up. Um, it's very, very goofy. Cause you can just, um, I mean, like, you, you you know from Breath of the Wild, like, money is not, like, the easiest thing to get. Uh, but in this case, like, if you just mine a little bit, you can just duplicate all your, like, your whatever the more expensive stuff are, like the opals or something. Yeah. I mean, that was how you had to get, like, the if you needed to spend, which at, at one point or another, money became pointless in Breath of the Wild. But if you needed money in Breath of the Wild, it would be going and fighting the, the, the uh, what's it called? Um... The golems and mining off of them. Yeah, and it's similar now, like, there's lots of caves and stuff with the little, like, uh, mineral vein black things that you just have to hit with a, with a stick and a rock. Like, literally, mm-hmm. you, can, you can break them by just picking up a stick as a weapon and then fusing it to a nearby rock. And the bigger the yeah. rock, the less hits you need. Um, yeah. Some of that stuff is actually, like, the fusion stuff is actually very cool. The, like, com- combining things to make, like, devices is... I personally find it less interesting to actively do, but I also, I'm not, like, a sim game, like, like I don't like building stuff in games anyway. Like, I don't play Minecraft and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. So most of the stuff that I build is very, like, get the job done. Um, like, I'll, I will put a bunch of pieces of wood together so that I can get across the gap. Or if one of the little shitty Kuroks needs to get across the field, I will put some fucking, uh, some, some nearby wheels on something. Because that is one thing that they're they're decent about. I mentioned it before. You occasionally find Kuroks that are like on an adventure, and they get separated from their friend, and they basically need you to take them to their friend. Um, and there's always stuff nearby to build to make that possible. Um, mm-hmm. So like I'll you know I'll grab the fan and the couple of uh of wheels, strap it onto something, and shoot them across the field in it, and just hope that I don't go like careening off a cliff. But uh oh, it is actually. It is a fun game. I still have the same complaints with Breath of the Wild, but I think like they took a lot of the Breath of the Wild stuff and made it better in in some interesting ways. Um, there's also an entire underground that they didn't really talk about 
in the pre-stuff. Like, all the pre-stuff mm-hmm. was were the Sky Islands. The Sky Islands are fucking boring. There's nothing there. Um, like, the, the your initial set of them, there's stuff there, because it's basically your new starting plateau. But then, after that, it's like, you know, maybe there's a shrine on one of them. There might be, like, a treasure chest on one. But for the most part, like, there's not really anything up there. So, but... Um, what you do find a- around the world are like these giant holes in the earth surrounded by this, um, I forget what it's called, but it's, it's basically a substance that if you st- if you touch it for too long, it will permanently decrease your maximum health. Oh, damn. Yeah. So like, if you just like run through it really quickly, it will lower your hearts, like, like, like you were getting injured, but it won't remove them. If you're there too long, like your maximum hearts will actually decrease permanently, which that's, it's fucking rough. But if you um if you dive into those holes like like glide into them and dive down, there's like an actual like under almost like Elden Ring. There's a whole subterranean like area to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's pitch black, so you have to like find ways to light things up, which is interesting. And it's got like different types of enemies, different types of obstacles. Um, it's how you actually find some of the cooler items in the game. And like it was, the game barely even tells you it's a place you can go. Like, the first time I found it, I had just, I had seen the hole and not realized what it was because I was really high up and just kind of dove at it. And I was getting close enough that, like, when I realized what it was, I'm like, oh, well, if I die, I die. Um, I don't have enough stamina at this point to glide out of its area of effect. So, like, I'm just gonna, gonna go through this hole and, and see what happens. And then, like, I landed and it was like this whole new world. Like, landed yeah, the fucking lost. That's one thing that makes me happy about this game because they didn't really talk much about the under the the under underground. Like I was very bummed out that it's just the same map. I was like, they really didn't put any time. I I was starting to feel like oh, they didn't put any time to this. It's just like cash grab. Like they're like, let's just release the same thing. And but it's like, no, they did. They added a whole two technically two new areas, but. A whole new area, at least one whole new area that's like a full-on biome that they didn't have in the first one. Yeah, like I wouldn't consider the Sky Islands an area because other than a few cases where there are just a few that are super close together and you're meant to traverse between them, um, they're mm-hmm. very small and very far apart. Um, so you really aren't going from Sky Island to Sky Island. Um, in a lot of cases, you're you're getting to them when you unlock new towers because the towers shoot you up into the sky. And occasionally, if you find, um, like, a falling rock, you can use your time rewind power to have it shoot you back up into the sky. Um, but more often than not, like, at least where I'm at, it's not easy to get up to them. And you can tell from the ground, like, there's not a whole lot going on on them. Um, they're mostly just there for, like, shrines and treasure. Um, that's also where those gumball machines are you were talking about, which you need, you, you have to have a specific resource to put into them. And the more of that resource you put in, the more of, like, the gumball gotcha things pop out. Um, but, yeah, that's cool. I did do one of the, let's call them dungeons. It's not really a dungeon, like, in a traditional sense. It's it's similar to the Divine Beasts, only it does have more... There was more to this than, like, the Divine, Divine Beasts had. Um, you first, because this thing was in the in the sky, like, higher than most of the... Um, the towers even send you. You have to first, like, traverse, like, a bunch of sort of, like, pseudo-platforming areas um, that involve a lot of, like, jumping off of things, gliding onto, like, springboards, stuff like that, while also avoiding enemies, defeating enemies. Um, not not really puzzly, but still, you know, one wrong move and you're going to fall off and then have to do a, a chunk of it over again. 
Um, and then when you finally get to the thing, it's a it's a giant ship in the sky. Basically, you do have like there there are a couple of like minor puzzles there um, before you unlock the um, the boss. And I will say, probably the coolest boss in in like this game in Breath of the Wild so far. Um, it reminded me of Rich. Do you remember the um like the tainted dragon? I guess we'll call it from Breath of the Wild, the one that was like curled around the peak of that one mountain that you had to like cleanse or something like that. Yeah, I think that was the uh, the ice dragon, or no, was that the lightning dragon? It was the ice dragon that like you had to climb. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. Um, so it it kind of reminded me of that. It was this weird ice rock monster like very long kind of like a chinese dragon kind of like the dragons that are flying but um wider and more sinister um and made of mostly rocks and it would fly in and out of like dimensional portals it would create and um you just you had constant stamina and there were gusts of wind blowing up so the whole fight is done in the air and you have to mm-hmm. keep um you have to keep changing between pulling out the the glider to like get you higher in the air and then doing like your free fall and sometimes doing like a free fall, free fall where like you, you tuck yourself in so that you dive bomb and other times just kind of like letting Link open his arms so that you glide a little bit more. And the, the whole uh, boss cycle for it is he has three points that are like made of ice that you can either shoot with arrows or if you can get the right angle, you can dive bomb through them. So the whole idea is trying to like line yourself upright to take those three things out while avoiding all of his different attacks. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was... I enjoyed that than any of the Divine Beasts in Breath of the Wild. Um, it was probably... It was probably a similar, like, amount of, like, fun to, like, some of, like, the Ganon bits at the end. Because I, re- I did enjoy fighting Calamity Ganon at the end. Like, I thought, like, the different phases were, were interesting once you kind of got the hang of them. Yeah. Um, and th- this was similar. Like, once you kind of get the hang of what you're doing, you start seeing, like, different ways that you can go about it. But otherwise, it, it's very similar to Breath of the Wild. You've lost everything for some reason. Um, I understand why you are why you have to get, like, hearts and stamina and stuff again. Um, but you also can't carry stuff, so you have to do all the fucking um, Kurok seeds again. And uh, apparently, you just never had a house or anything, even though you had a house. So you, don't, you lost all of your clothes. That was a side quest. But, like, still, I had, you have to go back and rebuy all of the clothing that lets you survive in all the elements. I mean, yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah, so it's, it's like you took you took back the castle, and you were a guard. All of your clothes and property should be there. Exactly. The and only th- the only thing that they like don't really have to explain is the master sword, because at the end of the game, you bring the master sword back. Yeah, and so there is a reason why you're not using the master sword. There's a reason why you're you have to reget your your hearts and your your stamina. All that stuff is fine. But, like, you go back to the village that they've set up on the outskirts of the castle. You, They know you there. You obviously have, like, spent time there, but you do not have a single piece of fucking clothing other than, like, the loincloth you find in the Sky Islands. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, and all the clothes is, like, 1,200 rupees a piece. And you need three pieces of it to be able to survive the winter. It's like, come on, guys. Fucking, I did this already. Just let me, they let you... If you had fucking horses, they let you bring the horses over from Breath of the Wild, but they don't let you bring your clothes. They really let you bring your horses <laughs> over? Yeah, um, I, I didn't do it because I never had any stabled horses, but uh, there was, I've heard people talk about there was a way to import horses, like if you had a Pona, you can bring a Pona into the game. I, I wonder if I had a Pona. I believe a Pona came from one of the Amiibos. Oh. I'm not 100% sure, though. But you have to do the, if you, if you want to ride horses, you do the same thing where you have to, like, basically befriend them. Um, and yeah. like, 
the the more friendly you are with your horse, the less likely it is to wander away. And if you get like a, a saddle or one, whatever, like you can just call it to you as needed. Um, they do kind of the same thing in this one. But if you've already bonded a horse like that, you could bring it over from breath from your Breath of the Wild safe, which it, that is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but so far, I I'm probably somewhere between twenty and thirty hours. Um, I haven't gotten any good weapons yet. Like you know, in in Breath of the Wild, you could somewhat early you could start getting the um the good uh guardian weapons. They were guardians, right? Is that what they were called? Like the the blue glowy uh, swords and spears and stuff like that. Yeah, I think they were supposed to be guardians that clamored again and turned against. Right. Yeah. Um. So far, like twenty thirty hours in, like, and I've unlocked all but two sections of the map so far. Um, I'm still just getting like between six and 14 damage weapons that break in two hits because they're made of rust and wood. <laughs> I'm like, I just want like a cool sword. Like, I know it's going to break in four hits instead of two, but like, can I at least have a cool sword that does a little bit more damage? Cause there, I keep, I keep running into like the enemies that are like more challenging, like, like the big, um, the big, like, troll-looking guys. I forget what they're actually called. The ones that are usually sleeping and, like, might have stuff, like, dangling around their neck. Oh, um, Hinox is, you know, you know why. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, so, like, you find them. Um, I actually, in one of the, in the northwestern section, um, I found a giant fucking three-headed dragon monster that, like, just started chasing me. And it's like, he absolutely would have killed me in one hit, but, like, I didn't even have a weapon that, like, would, like, do damage to him. It's, it's Dark Souls, baby. You gotta, you gotta fight it. You gotta fight it. To get the good stuff, you gotta fight it. They don't drop weapons, though. You gotta fight it to get the good stuff. That's not how this works. It's It's gonna drop, it's gonna drop like two rocks and an eye to use in some fucking potion that I'm never gonna make. I mean, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put the rocks and eye together to make a penis. And then fight it. Unfortunately, that's not how the combination stuff works. That's, that's what you gotta do. Um, yeah, so, Fusing items, you can only fuse an item to your your main like in use weapon or your sh- your active shield. You can put those things away and like then bring out something different, but it has to be that the items currently in your hands and the item you're fusing to it has to just be on the ground. So if you have stuff in your bag, you have to drop it first, and then you can fuse that one item. Um, you can't fuse two items onto the same thing. So if I fused like um like a bomb to my shield. I couldn't then fuse um, a minecart to my shield and make like an exploding shield minecart. I've I've seen videos of people that create rocket dicks and send them at because you get rockets that you can attach to things. So attaching and fusing are two different things. That's um, what I'm telling you, you gotta you gotta attach the eyes and rocks together to make them into a dick, and then throw them at the thing, and it's gonna kill them. I don't know if you can attach eyes. I don't know. I haven't played the game enough yeah. at all. There's to limitations to, to the items that you can pick up with your giant hand ability, which is the ability that lets you stick two things together. And there's a limit to, like, what things can be stuck together. So, like, you can't attach... Like, if you're trying to build, like, a bridge, you can attach a bunch of pieces of wood and, like, some rocks to each other, but you can't attach one end to, like, the ground or to a wall. Like, you just have to find, like, the right leverage point for it or make it super long so that it just lays across everything evenly. Mm-hmm. Um... And, you know, like, like, sometimes it results in, like, some kind of cool stuff happening. Like, I was able to, um, there was, um, a, a broken elevator, and you need a guy to get up to it to, to activate a tower. So, I accidentally lost, like, the rock that you're supposed to use to get up there. I dropped it, and it fell down below, so I had no way to get it back up. Um, but I was able to just 
attach a bunch of other stuff to this fucking pulley system until it eventually weighed the elevator down. It took like 20 minutes, but I just picked up every other thing in the area that was like attachable and just kept mm-hmm. attaching it to each other. And eventually the elevator came all the way up. Yeah. It was not the way it was meant to be done, but it worked. Um, nice. but, but yeah, it's cool. You will probably like it a whole lot more than I do. Yeah. I'm, I had more and more videos and times I see people playing it. I just, I'm like, man, I want to play this game so much. Yeah. It's very cool, but like, I still don't like the combat very much. It's just not fun combat. And I'm, I try to build stuff. I'm just very bad at building stuff. Like everything I build just tends to not quite work right. Just get good. You know, I'm sure if I like spent time trying to figure stuff out, I would, but I'm also like, I never, every time I use those gumball machines, I don't get like the cool stuff very often. So I'm like super hesitant to waste the cool stuff because you, once you've, um, once you've basically opened a little ball it comes out in, that's it. Like you, you don't get it back after that. So it's like a one and done. So I'm like always a little hesitant, like to use like the rockets or the fans on something that like might not work unless I need that's- it to like do a thing. That's the prisoner's dilemma of playing video games, especially games like RPGs. Yep. Like, you, do, you don't use a consumable because you may need it at some point in the future. But you need it now, but you're not going to use it because you may need it later. Exactly. And it's a shame because it's one of those things where if it was just a c- consumable that I knew I could get more of, sure. Like, I, I will use use it. This is one of those things where because it's kind of like you were talking about the crafting. Those items are all random and require you to have a specific resource to, to even randomly get them. And they're only on the Sky Islands that it's, they're like enough levels of just frustration in front of it that it's not worth taking the chance of using a fan and then finding a giant lake that I need to get across and absolutely needing that fan to be able to get across the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it very much is that sort of dilemma. But I think that's probably it for this week. Yeah, it's a show. Um, so. Real quick, SGDQ is happening right now. It's good. People should go watch it. Um, it's on till like Sunday early morning. Um, then they're at like five hundred and fifty thousand dollars raised so far for uh, Doctors Without Borders. Cool. So, good times. Um, but other than that, I believe next week we are watching Gone in sixty seconds. Gone in yes, Gone in sixty seconds. Yep. So next week, a Brook Club, Nicholas Cage themed, Gone in sixty seconds. Other than that, you can. Find more of our content over at www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there your dollars to go, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. It all helps us. Uh, you can find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us emails to social at one-quest.com. Um, and then, Rich, you have your big uh, stream thingy on Saturday? Yeah, twitch.tv slash b underscore one us for game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. No, 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 this no, no. Up- I specifically said Saturday. You don't talk about your other days of the week, sir. This upcoming <laughs> Saturday... <laughs> is my two-year stream anniversary celebration. So my two-year stream anniversary is the first, this Thursday. Uh, but because I wanted to do something big and special, I'm pushing off the celebration until Saturday for a subathon. It is going to be 9 o'clock Eastern, 9 in the morning Eastern time, probably 10, actually. I might move it to 10. 
but right now it's listed at 9 Eastern time until question mark. It's a subathon, so the more subs and bits and things like that that are donated and or, or, or given to me, the longer I'll be live. I believe it's a half hour per sub is what I'm going to have set up, um, just because I made my time way worth way less money last year. Uh, friggin' five five dollars an hour. No, two fifty an hour is what I made last year. Um, where was I? Oh yeah, uh, we'll be doing Mario Kart throughout a uh, majority of the day and Super Smash Bros. At, at the evening. As long as we're live, we'll be doing tournaments for both. Um, the Mario Kart tournament will be an open tournament, so first come, first serve. More people that are available to play during the hours will be able to compete. The person with the highest points and second highest points and third highest points win a prize. And Smash Bros, it'll be first, second, and third place will all win a prize as well, as long as we have enough people playing it as well. If we only have, like, four people, we're not doing a tournament. We need, like, at least, what, 12, probably, I'd say. So, come, come hang out, check it out. Alright, and, uh... For what it's worth, on Saturday, also, I will be going to Fan Expo Philly, which is, like, the replacement Wizard World. Nice. Yeah. So, that should be interesting. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. So, uh, we'll be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. See you.